Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Find out what you're good at, Miss Lake, and then get even better. That's the key. AJ Pierce. Dear Mrs. Bird. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, I'm back talking to my mom about books for readers with PG tastes. Before we get started, thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews for From the Front Porch. iTunes reviews and ratings are how new listeners can best find out about From the Front Porch and, as a result, find out about our indie bookstore, too. Here's a recent review from Karen. Love your podcast. I am so glad I found your podcast. My favorite is when mom slash Susie makes a visit. I am recently retired, so I am now able to read more, and I love your recommendations. Thank you, Karen. If you haven't left a review, all you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review, then tell us what you think. Your reviews help us spread the word about not only our podcast, but about our small brick-and-mortar business, too. Hi, Mom. Hi, Annie Sue. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Hi, Karen. (laughs) Okay, we last, well, we didn't last speak in July. We last spoke yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That Um, would be terrible. (laughs) But we did last record a podcast in July where you kind of went through some of the summer books you had been reading. Now we are in fall. We're really wrapping up the year. Yeah. And so we wanted to touch base and talk about what you've been reading lately. People love these episodes. I love doing them with you. So I guess let me just preface, if you're a new listener, my mom Susie comes on from the front porch every quarter, I believe is how often we're doing these episodes. And she gives us a rundown of the books she loves reading or has most recently read. And most of those books fall into what we kind of term the PG, PG PG-13 category, books that are redemptive in their storytelling. Mom is always quick to say it's not necessarily for sensitive readers. Right. But these books typically do end happily or have a redemptive through line. And it's not a majority of sex, violence, and four-letter words. That's right. So if that is the kind of reader you are, then these episodes will be great for you. And if you're like me and you just love all the four-letter words, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, You can listen to other episodes of this podcast as well. Uh, I'm just teasing. Okay. So, Mom, what is a book that you'd like to start with? Well, I'm going to start with a really old book. Okay. It was written in 1959. Oh, wow. You know, I've said this more than once this year. I have really been drawn into books that sort of take me away from the news and the world (laughs) and everything that's going on. And I don't know. I came across this book somehow, and it was had a little blurb from Jan Karen, and you know she's my fave, Yep, the Mitford series. Well, this was a delight. Did a podcast listener recommend this to you? You know what? I don't remember. Hmm. I don't know why it sounds familiar to me. But Cute Cover, which I'm always all about. Yes. Cute Cover. It's called, wait, tell them what it's called. Thrush Green. Okay. By Miss Reed. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a whole series. This is the first in the series 
in the Thresh Green series. Okay. She has a whole series in the Fair Acres series. I actually wonder, I think I might have read the book Village School, which well, is the Fair Acres series. I actually will probably get you to order me a few more of these because okay. they're so delightful. It was the most delightful little read because it's based on a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was written in 1959. It's just about this little village. And in this particular book, it was about uh, older doctor and a newer doctor coming into the village. Okay. And then all about the traveling circus. I think it was a circus hmm. that comes every year and really builds up the whole village. It brings in a lot of people. Okay. And it was just a story. So there was a storyline about some of the circus people. Mm-hmm. And it was a storyline, of course, about the new doctor coming to town. And the older doctor that has everybody knows everybody. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it builds such a picture in your mind. I really love British things. Well, I was gonna say, you know what this sounds like to me a little bit is if you are a fan of is it all things great, all creatures yes. great and small on yes. ne- on uh, PBS. Which I totally am. Yeah. Can't wait then, for this next series to come out. Yes. So maybe this would be a book for you. It might be, yes. If you're looking for escapism and just a kind of, it's not like going to Mayberry or anything like that, but it's the picture she paints of her village. You would want to go live there with the thatched roofs and the gates and the just the flower, everything about it. And it's a short little book. It's short. Good for fall. Yes. Okay. Very good. And I actually think I am going to maybe get... Another one in well, this. Well, that's so fun. Maybe I'll do something out of the fair. Maybe I'll go through your old books <laughs> at home and see if I find Village School. Maybe so. Well, I'd rather not say this particular time. <laughs> I thought you'd think it was dumb, and I just saw it, and I just hit order. We do not judge and, people. Um, <laughs> at the bookshelf, you can order whatever you want from us. We do not judge. Well, It doesn't look dumb. It really looks charming. It really was charming, so I loved it. I wish. You know what I wish you would read? Did you ever read 84 Charing Cross Road? Did I make you read that? Yes. Okay. Oh, that, yes. That right? was so Wasn't good. Wasn't that so good? Yeah. I, and I just... I love watching British TV. Yeah. Hello, Britbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know. There's just something about yeah. their villages and the description. I agree. It's delightful. Okay. Well, that sounded like a fun book. It really was. And then I had to choose a shelf subscription for September. And I just want to tell, say this, it's been hard this year. Mm. I think it's been hard this year to find at least on my turn. Now, Nancy might feel the same way on her turn. I do think Nancy... It's just been a little bit harder. Yeah. So, sad for me, but then happy. I wasn't thrilled about what I picked, and then it turned out that I loved it. And yeah. And it was called Mrs. Porter Calling by A.J. Pierce. Yeah, so let's tell... First of all, Mom and Nancy share a shelf subscription. That's right. So, there's an episode of, from a couple... Maybe just a month ago. Time is weird. But Aaron and I recorded an episode about shelf subscriptions. And everybody who picks a shelf subscription got to record a little voice memo about their subscription. And so you can go back and listen to that episode. We'll link to it in the show notes. But mom and Nancy are responsible for filling this this not necessarily void but filling a need for right readers who prefer like mom said not as much sex language violence etc right 
But that is a hard criteria. Like I try to select books for you and Nancy right. from catalogs and and give you guys the ARCs. But it can be hard to it find these. It can be really hard yeah. because I also don't want cheesy. Right. I really want something with substance. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of books that have a little of those things if yeah. it's a really good And Nancy's book. really not either. I do remember... Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the book Nancy picked earlier. It was one of her summer titles. But she loved this book, but she was nervous about it because she said, Annie, there is all kinds of, oh, I don't remember even. But she just said there, there's all kinds of content that she felt like wasn't necessarily PG, but she felt like in the book it was handled really well. Exactly. And anyway, so it is a fine line to try to fill a need for readers. That's right. But also, like you said, not find a book that's just without substance. Exactly. And I think Nancy and I would both say together, we try so hard. Yes, you do. We really do try so hard to think about others, Mm -hmm. everybody that's choosing our selections. So about Mrs. Porter calling. Yes. Interesting about this book, because when I looked it up, and began it, I thought, uh-oh, uh-huh. it is the third book in a series. Yes. And I went, well, I can't do that. Right. And then I read about it. They each stand alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say they really do. Okay, because now, spoiler, she's read them all. Yes. <laughs> it, I wound up loving this book so much because I also tend to be drawn to World War Two, yeah, historical, just like fiction. this Thresh Green, mm-hmm. long time ago, yeah, simpler times, but complicated times, yes, but just different, yes, and different, still complicated. I remember the book you read last year, Tobacco Wives. Yeah, there's still stuff, stuff going on in historical fiction. Exactly. Yeah. So I fell in love with this book so much. It's about Emmy, a little journalist, Emmy Lake, mm-hmm. and it's really covering her and all of her friends, Bunty and oh, great! I, I just love and again British. Mm. This is another book set in Britain. So during World War II, and so I read this book and fell in love with it. And I'm like, okay, this was my September pick. Mm-hmm. Were they all really standalone? I'm going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. So I had the store order me the first. Okay. So now it's so funny because in my stack of books, three of these are from this series. (laughs) Yeah. But I loved them so much. And I wrote in my little card, my little blurb in September that you don't have to go back. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go backwards and read the other two. But if you love the story as much as I did and you want to, Mm -hmm. you're going to totally love the beginning story, the middle story, and now this. Which led me to a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Because, and I already know Miss Speed Reader, who <laughs> I couldn't read Little Women fast enough to keep up with you. So I just read Little Women this past year. Yes. Because you flew past me as a child. But anyway, do you slow down when you have a really good book you're enjoying? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, I have two answers. If it is a suspense book, book, like a a mystery thriller, or if it is a rom-com, no. Mm -hmm. I typically just fly through it and and just because I am hooked and I don't want to put it down. Right. I I call those one-sit reads. A lot of people do. Like books where I just am so enthralled that I can't put it down. But recently I just read, and I'm sure I'll talk about it on an upcoming episode, but I just finished a book called Empire Falls, which is a Pulitzer Prize winner from a few years ago. And it took me a full week to read it, not because I was not compelled, but because it was a little bit slower paced. The writing was 
outstanding. And I just kind of wanted to hang out with these yeah. people. And it was set in a small town. Yep. And I ju- a small town in Maine in the fall. Uh, oh. And so I just kind of wanted to take my time with it. So I think if a book is quieter and doesn't have a huge plot element mm-hmm. that makes you want to fly through it, then I do like to take my time because one of our favorite customer Suzanne one time said she hated to say goodbye to these exactly. characters and that yeah I, I totally understand that and sentiment. I was that way I was that way about movies yeah that I would leave the theater and just I would just think about that movie for days and days yeah we went to see Chicago the other night I'm still thinking about it yeah and still have all those songs hooked in my head so Chicago the band that is what made me laugh the most the number of people who thought Hunter thought I had taken you to Chicago the city well how cheerful of them. Which I died, died laughing. laughing at. Mom doesn't get on planes. And so that made me laugh. And then a bunch of other people thought you and I had gone to see Chicago the musical. Well, that would have also been delightful. Which would have been fun, but different vibes. No, we went to see Chicago the We band. went back to the 70s, baby. So. Yeah, it, was, it was very fun. <laughs> and it was very fun. So this is about a journalist, Emmy Lake, okay. writing for a, a little magazine for women. Mm-hmm. And in this particular book, the owner has passed of the magazine and his niece, Mrs. Porter, uh-huh. has come in and she is taking over and turning it upside down. Okay. So a new so, boss. New boss. New rules. a new lady in town. Okay. And she wants to turn it more into this fashion. Uh, and this uh, is still during the war. I see. And... You know, not everybody can have what she has. Yep. And so everyone's trying to save the magazine because she's actually destroying the magazine. I got you. Okay. <laughs> so, well, that okay. sounds kind of good. It was really good. And that's the way I felt about I loved these characters so much that made me want to go back and buy the other two mm-hmm. books. So then so, you could read as fast as you want. Yes. Because <laughs> you still had more. That's right. Okay. So did you immediately dive in or did you do? Did you read something else in between? Oh, no, I had to read something else in between while I waited on my okay. books to arrive. And P.S., sometimes I have to read fast on my on my shelf subscription book, so I make yes. sure that I really actually like the book. Because right. sometimes I've been very far in and went, oops, well, nope. Well, that's so funny you say that. I just did an Instagram Live on my book account, and we were talking about, I think December is one of the hardest months to pick a shelf subscription for. And one of our subscribers said something about just, you know, she was teasing, but she was like, just send a book. Don't send a book that's just fine or something like that. And I said, oh, don't you worry. I have never sent out a book that I thought this is fine. Right. I, because we really, shelf subscriptions, we earnestly are trying to fit that goal of my favorite book of the month. Yes. Now, it also has to fit the criteria right. of when it releases or whatever. That's right. But I'm like you. I have gotten through a book before that I just knew was going to be a shelf subscription and then thought, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, and I think that's, for Nancy and I, I think that is really hard. That happened to me recently. Sometimes yeah. you don't know, and then you're so into it, you're like, nope, I got to finish this. Yep. I want to know. And you hope that your readers yes, feel the too. same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my interim book right. was What If It's Wonderful by Nicole Zazowski. Yes, Zazowski. Zazowski. Right. And it was also very good. The, you. This is my book. This is your book. And, and I are. also highlighted my own things okay. that you did. 
as you tore your pages and I highlighted with all my different little lapins from the bookstore. So I can't say that it was really anything super new for me because you know how I love these kind of books. Yes, you're a big self I am. And so I just thought it was wonderful. Well, I thought it was wonderful. Did you see what I did there? Because it was just a reminder, finding joy. And I'm just serious. This year, it has been clawing for it sometimes. <laughs> yes. It really has been. We've had a lot of ups and downs. Yes. But you can always, if you're looking, you can always have change your outlook. Mm-hmm. But what if it could be something Well, and wonderful? I think for anybody, well, and all of us endured some serious upheaval over the last few years. And so I do find myself almost preparing for the worst. Yes. Um, and I, I don't want to say that's part of my personality, but I do wonder if being prepared is really important to me. And so yep. making sure that I'm prepared for the worst case scenario or whatever. But I do like her, even just the title is such a mindset adjustment to start asking, what if it turns what out? What if it's just fine? Right. Or And even something, I'll just use the example of reader retreats are really hard work. They're beautiful events. They're a lot of fun. Our staff loves working on them. I think reader retreaters love them. They are so much fun. But, you know, the night before, there's yeah. there's normal nervousness mm-hmm. and, and kind of, is everything going to go smoothly? Have we planned for every contingency? You know, is Jordan picking up the van going to go okay? Because one time it didn't. Right. Like, <laughs> if you are in charge of anything, whether it's a family or a ministry or a business, I think you can feel a lot of pressure and frequently ask yourself, well, but what have I prepared for? Yeah. What if this happens? And it's really a comforting question to turn around and ask instead, which is, but what if it's great? What if it's just great? Yeah. And I think I've had to, you know, I like to write my prayers and, yeah. I, and I journal and I use all those pretty pens that dad thinks, why are you buying more pens? <laughs> and so I like to use all the different colors. And I found myself this year, especially after reading this book, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll write out my gratitude, but then I'll write out, oh, the things that are on my heart. And then I'll look and I think, yeah, but most of the time, mm-hmm. what I thought might happen didn't happen. Yes. So why don't I just look at it more like, hey, What if this just turns out to be just great? Yes. And 90 plus percent of the time, it really does. Yeah. So why not change the attitude of going into things? Yes. Rather than the... My therapist talks about that as anticipatory anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so why not just tweak it a little bit? Yes. And just make sure that you have an attitude of, yeah, but hey, what if it's just about the best thing you've ever done? You know, I get trip anxiety. Yes. I get, yes, oh, you I do. Just, did I forget anything? Have I got all my food? Have I got this done? Yeah. Have I got the dog taken care of? Have I? And then it's always wonderful. It's yes. always fun. Yes. So I really am trying to not. What a good practice as you head into a very hectic fall. As I'm about to be <laughs> on traveling. you're about to travel. And, yeah. Yep. So it is good. So I did really enjoy it. And this is a book I flew through. Yes. And I was going to say, it's a pretty thin for a, sometimes in, if a self-help book is too long, I struggle with it because sometimes if they're longer, they tend to be redundant. Exactly. But yeah, this one is a pretty good link. I thought this was great. So I really did enjoy it. And it kind of just reminded, snapped me out of my doldrums a little bit and reminded yeah. me to think positively. I bought that uh, book because I met her at Cheer Her On Weekend last fall. Oh. And she, I had not read the book yet. 
And I wasn't even familiar with her, but she was the speaker at the live podcast Ashley and I got to go to. Oh, how fun. And she was wonderful. Oh, she was wonderful. wonderful. (laughs) Well, we've used that word a lot. Sorry. um, Yes, but she really was fantastic. And it was so great to listen to her wisdom and it made me want to buy the book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, after I read that, my books came in. Did you start from the beginning? So did you go back and start? Okay. So I started from the beginning. I started with um, Dear Mrs. Bird, Uh which is a magazine column. Okay. Where women can write in to the column and get advice and so forth. I see. So um, this is now where we meet Emmy Lake Mm -hmm. and her friend Bunty, but it's all during, I mean, they're being bombed. Mm-hmm. Bombs are going off on all of these books, all yeah. three of them. It's a terrible time. Mm-hmm. It's a scary time. And she is brand new, trying to break into her journalism career and gets this job at a magazine. And really, it kind of falls in her lap to become this advice uh-huh. columnist. Yeah. So this is how, this is back to the beginning as how she got her job. And the letters that come in are touching and sweet. And anyway, I was trying to remember which one she does this, but I'll talk about them. Mm -hmm. She actually does a little investigative work in some of the factories because all the women are being called into work. Mm. So then it also faces the issue of who's going to take care of our children. Mm. Husbands are off at war. Women are definitely being called in to make bullets and all these other things. Where are their children going? Uh-huh. So it deals, and I'm just kind of kind of talk about both of these. Yeah. So it's Dear Mrs. Bird and then Yours Cheerfully. Okay. Um, that's what the column turns into uh-huh. because Mrs. Bird is then goes out of the picture oh, and Emmy takes it over. Okay. So anyway, so there's a lot of issues about child care, which, hello, <laughs> that's still Here today. we are. Here we are. <laughs> Still haven't solved it. And still haven't solved women working and being able to have good, affordable child care. It's fine. And this was in the middle of a war. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I have to brush green. (laughs) I was about to say, that's why we read escapist novels. (laughs) It is. But they were so good. I just love all the characters. I love Bunty. I love Emmy. I love her boss, her quirky boss. I love all the quirky... I like quirky characters, too. I do, too. And what are there only going to be three, do you think? I wish she would have a ne- another one. Uh-huh. I would love it if she did. So I have been intrigued by these. These did really well at the bookshelf when they first... Dear Mrs. Bird did very well oh, for good. the store when it first came out. And now it sounds like we need to restock. But um, anyway, uh, A.J. Pierce said she discovered... A 1939 women's magazine, and yes. that was the inspiration. How cool. In that, there's so much truth. Yeah, that's in fun. fiction. Yeah. And so I absolutely, these, when I read Yours Cheerfully, so I read my first one, then I went back to the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I finished with Yours Cheerfully. I did not want to finish it. Mm. So you took your time. Yeah. I did not want to leave. Yeah. We're in the middle of a war. Yeah. And I didn't want to leave because I loved all the characters, the characters so much. That's so great. So anyway, I loved those books. I highly recommend, if you got my shelf subscription in September, that you go backwards yeah. and get those two paperback books. So also, do you speed up on when you read books that you're like, mm, I got to get through this. I want to finish it. I got to get through yes, it. Yes, I definitely yeah. do that. <laughs> I definitely do that too. I definitely do that. I'm not as speedy as you. Yeah. But I do. Yeah, especially if it's a book I'm reading for a deadline, like, which often, weirdly, I am reading for some kind of deadline, whether it's for a book club or a shelf subscription or whatever. 
Or if it's just a book where I'm like, this is an actual term, uh, because Jordan read a book about, um, what does he call it? It's a scientific term, but it's like the sunk, sunk time cost, sunk. Oh, somebody's yelling at their uh, radio right now telling us. Uh, but basically the idea is that we assume, well, if I've already dedicated 100 pages, 150 pages, I need to go ahead and finish. Right. And the this scientific, whatever it's called, sunk time cost, I don't remember. But it's basically actually no. That's, didn't Gretchen Rubin talk about yes, that? Yes, she talks about it she, too. She's the, fr- I think it was her That's that so finally allowed me to yeah. nip. Yes. And so the other day finishing. I was reading a book. I truly, I'm not trying to protect the book. I truly don't remember what book it was, but I had been reading a book and I didn't really like it. It was supposed to be like a light, fun book, but I didn't like the writing. I don't know, something. And I was laying on the couch and Jordan asked me what I was reading. I was like, oh, I'm reading this book, but I don't really like it. But I now I feel committed. And he was like, sunk time cost or whatever. And I said, you know what? You're right. And so I put it. I was yeah. like, I don't need to do this. I've got That's plenty right. of other books to That's read. That's right. I think when, when I first learned that from Gretchen Rubin, I was like, wait, what? Yes. Wait, I don't have to be miserable while I'm reading. Right, which is so (laughs) dumb. Which is so dumb. Of course. Of course you don't. (laughs) So anyway, that was my other question to you is because I find I do that as well. I definitely do. And, but I'm also really happy that I can leave it if it's not, if I'm just not that into it. It feels freeing. Yes, it is and then, freeing. And then you move on to what you really so something love. Really great. Reading is supposed to be that for us. Yeah, that's right. If it was work, it would be in a dishwasher waiting to be unloaded. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my next book I read <clears throat> is a different kind of book for me, The Leftover Woman by Jean Kwok. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I do want to broaden yeah, we always talk about that. That I read. Yeah. So this was a different She book. wrote, I was just looking, she wrote Searching for Sylvie Lee, which I am pretty sure was a Reese I Witherspoon. That, I think that was a big hit. Yeah. So her writing is very good. Okay. Her writing is good. It's, I'm not going to say this was the easiest, mm-hmm. most fun, lighthearted book I've read this year. That's okay. It sounds it like you, yeah. But I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. It dealt with immigration issues, Chinese immigration mm-hmm. issues. It dealt with that one child rule yes. in China. Yeah. And what happens with babies, especially little girls mm. who are born. And I think it's fiction, of course. Yeah. I think it's true. Yes. Probably because, did a lot of research, yes. I suspect. Um, because it's sad. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. And um, the conditions with being told you can only have one child and the importance of it, that being a son who can take over everything uh-huh. and who can take care of you yeah, put parents in a really Tough. horrible position. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this girl comes to New York. And so it's a lot about it's not easy, folks, yeah. to come. No. And so we look at that in our news today and just think everybody's coming. Right. And everybody's coming here today to because the land of opportunity is hard. Yeah. Yeah. They've their lives are in upheaval. Yes. Is and, this book set in present day? Yes. Okay. Um, well mm. Is there some are there flashbacks? Yes. Okay. I think there are some. Okay. Gosh, you know what? I do this a lot when I come here. I well, forget. I was trying to remember only because the, well, your previous ones were historical fiction. I don't yes, know if this, and this is, is well, it is set 
I don't know if that rule is still intact about the one child. Right. I don't think it is anymore. Okay. So this would be when that rule okay. was in. Okay. And again, people are probably going. It's okay. You guys. It happens to the best of but us. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't want to tell too many things about this book yes. right now. Yes. But um, it, that's what the premise is. She comes to New York. Hint, hint for future. Yes. <laughs> she comes to, and she gets a little job as a nanny. Okay. But she also has to pay back these thugs who mm. allowed her to get here. That's why it's a dark. I see. So that's what side. you mean. Yeah. It's And certainly probably was a big departure from the A.J. Pierce books. It definitely was. Because that, that's the other thing I think we forget maybe when we're reading books is reading rhythm matters. Yes. And if we, yeah, if we have just finished, you know, fun, light, even though those books were set during the yeah. war, those were characters you really yes. loved. This does definitely sound like darker material. It is darker material, but thankfully, you know, I always look for the yeah. good yes. that's going to come. So thankfully that happens, but she has to go through terrible things hmm. to try to pay back the bad guys uh-huh. that uh, promised her passage to America. I see. The guys who brought her here. Yes. So that often leads to working in places that mm-hmm. aren't good. But I want to say this. I don't want to always read where I'm just always perky, perky, perky. I want right. to read that also reminds me, gosh, people have stories, hard, uh-huh. hard stories of getting to that good place that they came here to be. Yeah. And it's, um, so I thought for me, I'm glad I read this book. Yeah, and it sounds like, yes, it came, it's a a darker story than maybe the ones you had just read, but it also sounds like a book that you could, you know, we talk about that, like, oh, does mom just like to read fluffy books? And you're always very quick to say no. No, I don't. Uh, And so this also sounds like if somebody is a PG-13 reader, this is still a good book for them, where it it might introduce them to concepts or historical events that maybe they didn't know much about. Right. And I think that's what it did for me. Yeah. You know, you hear about that in the news, but then you forget about that. Yeah. And it it is kind of like watching the news for me. I have to sometimes take breaks. Breaks mm-hmm. from the news. Yeah. But I also do not ever want to be ignorant as to what's going on right. in our Don't country. Don't want to bury your head. And I've same. talked to people recently that are like, oh, really? <laughs> what? I hadn't heard that. Right. I'm like, okay. Well, I don't want to be that person either. Right. So when I read books and I recommend them, you might have to get through some touchy parts, mm-hmm. but I think it's important for us to know so that we can appreciate each other for what we bring to our melting pot mm-hmm. country. We need to know sometimes what they've been through. Yeah. So that we can appreciate and respect and, that, and love and, I, and, and like I, people. And I think that's what fiction is so good for. Because I think if you... I, I, I wish fiction would even be more embraced. And maybe it is now more than it was when I was a kid. But I wish fiction would be embraced in schools. Because I do think... More than a history textbook, mm-hmm. a, a historical fiction novel can exactly. really open your eyes to events, people, places that maybe in a paragraph in a history textbook, you know, didn't make much of an impact. Exactly. But once you have a fully 
fully uh, realized story around right. it. Um, I think that's the value of historical fiction and fiction in general. I wish we would read more of it in school settings. I think that we would, children would want to learn more. Yes, I do too. Especially teens. Yeah. You would want to know more. Yeah. If you could read a good historical fiction book yeah. about someone fictional, right. but it's written so well that it makes you want to gosh, I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. that part of our history. And so I agree totally. I think we would engage kids a lot more if we had a reading list of historical fiction. We need to tell Chet that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should. He's a teacher. Yes. Okay. All right. Then what'd you read? Well, what I'm reading... This is current. Okay, so what are you reading right now? I'm well. I met Carrie Winfrey. Oh yeah, you did. I forgot. Yes, she at, came to read a retreat. Yep, that was in your summer. Was that June? Was it June? I think it was yeah. June. Oh, read a retreat. Yeah. And so I got to meet her, and I got to meet. Um, oh, Eric Thomas. Yes. So okay, I, you should read his. You I should, have him. Okay, you should. I think you'd like him. They're on my TBR. Oh, look, list. look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, after reading. This one? Yes, after reading The Leftover Woman. So, yes. So that's, did I say the title to that? The Leftover Woman. I did. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, okay, I got it. Now it was time for your break. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then war broke out um, yes. in the Middle East. So I'm like, okay, I need something fun. Yeah. And this totally is fun. Yeah. I was going to save it. I know I'm saving mine. Yeah. But I'm going to pass this on to Lisa. You think Caroline, cousin Caroline, would like this? Yes. I think she should read this. I think she should too, because it really is like reading a Hallmark movie. Yeah. And that is a great thing, everybody. Have you seen, uh, (laughs) have you seen, so she, Carrie Winfrey based this on Christmas in Connecticut, which is a delightful movie. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that, but of course. Yeah. I love that movie because she, you told me about that movie. Yes, she said she was watching it and realized, why has no one modernized Made this? Made this modern. Yeah. And so she decided I to do that. love this book. Okay, good. I'm so loving it, but I'm savoring it. Okay, you're taking now, your time. I, I am because I really wish I had saved it, mm-hmm. but I really needed something light. Yeah. And I had just met her. And the cover's so cute, everybody. Yeah. The cover's cute. But it is the perfect November, December okay. read. Okay, good. I'm going to save mine, I think, for November, December. And I'm going to finish it copy. before I leave town and give it to Lisa so she can start it. It is delightful. Okay. I love it. Okay, how would you compare it to her others? Okay, I'm trying to remember the other book. What was the other Did book? Did you read? Uh, See, I didn't read Waiting for Tom Hanks. Oh, you haven't read Waiting for Tom Hanks? No. Did you let uh, Just Another Love Song? I think that one. I loved it. Okay. Okay. I, that, I have that one on my shelf. Okay. I loved that book. She is very fun yes. author. Yes. She's fun in person. She was delightful. And she really was delightful. And her writing, I don't know, it just suits her whole, if you meet her, yeah, it all you makes can sense. just see <laughs> her writing. Yes. Because I think she's cute as a button, her too. <laughs> so anyway, I am adoring this book. Happy to pass it on to Aunt Lisa. When I'm done, I'm gonna make Caroline read. Caroline's think, my cousin, who's sometimes a slightly more reluctant reader. Although she will read, yes, she will read. But some. she is a hallmark. Oh man, she might have her Christmas tree out already. She, Caroline, if, if her parents would let her, she certainly would. Yeah. So okay, and then what else are you reading? Well, currently, I've read this before, but currently I'm rereading it, and for our small group 
at uh-huh. our church. Okay. And it's How to Pray by C.S. Lewis. Oh, I've not read that one. Okay. Well, he's complicated for me yes. to read. Did you know he's an INTJ like your well, two children? Well, of course. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so when you read him, you can just think of yeah. Annie and Chet. Yes, and I do. <laughs> but I'm we're loving discussing this in our small group. Good. And I'm really liking it. And you know, I'm funny about prayer, mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel like you're not doing it right, or you're, I don't want to read no. something that's going to... And really, he didn't write this book put together. It is a, oh, compilation, it's a compilation I see of his essays I gotcha. that were put together that he had written about prayer. I I see. Okay. So um, it's very good. That He's, does sound like a good one to yes. discuss. And um, again, the Brits. <laughs> again. Here I am. <laughs> well, well, truly, I'm looking at your list this time, and it is, yeah. let's see, one, two, four. Yeah. Yeah, five. Yeah. Five out of British. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. You Thanks, know what? Carrie That's for okay. the <laughs> Thanks, Carrie, for being an American. <laughs> Bring <Bringing> me back. <laughs> um, okay. Are you reading anything else or what's next up on your TBR? Next on my TBR is Same Time Next Summer, which is so weird. How funny of me. Yeah, you're reading going, Christmas and Summer. I know. Then I'm going back to summer. But the reason I am is because I met Annabelle Monahan. Yes, Monahan. I think I was pr- weirdly, I don't know why oh, I was pronouncing it Monahan. I feel like I'm meeting rock stars. You are rock stars I, in the literary world. Yes. And I love it. And they're just so normal. Yeah. They, and every author that has come to read or treat has been phenomenal. Just like I would be friends. Yeah. And I loved her. Yeah. She was absolutely delightful. I'd already read, what had I read? Nora. Nora goes off script. Loved, yeah. loved, loved it. And I had to buy my own copy because I had read yours. Yeah. That's so funny. That was so weird. So I got her to sign my new copy mm-hmm. and hopefully I gave you yours back. Yeah, I see it. And um, so I think I'm going to take this with me um, on, your trip? on my trip. And I think I'm going to, lo- I know I'm going to love it. I think what you will love about it is what somebody, what a book club member mentioned because we did the live podcast yes. together and a book club from Tallahassee came and one of them made the comment and it's the same thing I took away. So Nora goes off script. I loved, I love the characters. Yep. I also love the setting. I love the tea house yes. that, that sticks out to me. Same time next summer. And, and Annabelle said this herself, same time next summer was built around a tree house that appears in this book. Um, but it's also about the beach and yes. how the beach makes us feel. And I think for a lot of us, and this woman from the Tallahassee Book Club really articulated it so well, but for a lot of us who grew up near the coast, and some people might have been lucky enough to grow up on the coast, Annabelle grew up in California. And so getting to go to the beach really holds a lot of nostalgic oh, feelings. Yes. And the way I had a friend who texted me while she was reading Same Times Next Summer, this summer, and she took a screenshot or she took a picture uh, of a passage and she said, this is exactly how I feel when I go to the beach. So the way Annabelle writes oh, I can't wait. about the beach, I think you are really going to love. I'm going to love it. And we do tend to go to the beach all seasons that, Yes, here because we're not very far yep. from it. So I think it's going to be the perfect read. And while I was here today, I went into the store, mm-hmm. and I bought my Blue Zone book. Oh, yeah. But I also bought another Christmas book, Mary Kay Andrews' oh, new book. Oh, okay. And so Man, I'm all, you're over, all the place, over the place. <laughs> but I just thought, I don't want to wait on this one because yeah. after meeting her, I don't yeah, want to wait. Yeah, you got to ride that high. I just, and, and listening to those ladies speak about it. Yes. That was the sweetest well, comment. 
yeah. and watching them talk about oh, it. Oh, it was so fun. I love that so much. So I don't feel bad about skipping. Plus, everybody, hello. We're having cool fronts and we're in the 80s. Right. So. <laughs> right. So we can still read can summer. I can still read about summer. That's right. And I just want to tell you that Annabelle did DM me when she saw that we went to see Chicago. And yes. that was one of her favorite childhood bands. Oh, so my goodness. I, you'll feel that kinship now. When just you love it. her. Love the live podcast so much both times. Yeah. But the, I just was so thrilled that you do what you do and I get to be your mom. <laughs> Well, if you are wondering if that live podcast is going to be something you can hear, uh, we are hoping to drop that into your feeds in November, probably around Thanksgiving, because we knew we wouldn't want to have time really to record an episode. So you will be hearing that episode if it, if the sound turned out okay. You'll be you'll I be hearing, <laughs> but I think it did, and so hopefully you'll be hearing that episode next month. That so. is a such a fun experience. Come to reader retreats. Yeah, come to reader retreats or come to the live podcast. Come to the live podcast. They are so fun. Well, Mom, that's quite a list. Thank you so much for, for coming. And this is probably, I think this is your last time on the podcast for this year. Yep. You weren't prepared for this question. I'll ask you anyway. <laughs> but do you have a book that you think is going to be like one of your favorites for the year? Flora Lee. Oh, okay. Look at that. You had an answer immediately. I loved that book. Okay. I absolutely. Secret Life. Secret Life of Flora Lee. By Patty Callahan Henry. Yes. All right. I'm going to try to get her here. I love that. I love her writing. Mm -hmm. I love, let me see. Wait a minute. She wrote Becoming Mrs. Lewis. And I fell in love with that one. Yeah. Fell in love with that one. Loved it so much. And I think I've read another one by her. Yes, you have. this one. You read the wardrobe one. Yes. Yep. And loved it. Yeah. I love her. I I think for me, I love her and Laura Denton. I, I know yes. the stories are, hers are very Southern uh-huh. stories, but I think Flora Lee might be one of my favorites this year. And again, it was World War II. Yep. It was about this this little girl who yeah, it had doesn't been mean these are... taken right. by someone. Yeah. And so... I just loved it. So I've read a lot of good books. I I could have gone back and given you maybe an answer. I probably have another one that might be one of my faves too. But you had that one pretty much on the top of your head. But it is because looking at my shelves the other day, I was like, okay, that was one of my favorites this year. Okay. Well, good. You can also go back and listen. We'll put links in the show notes from mom's other episodes she's done with us this year. But this was fun and we'll see you. I mean, I'll I'll see you before 2024. Well, I hope so. <laughs> but listeners can see and hear from you in 2024. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Annie. This week, What I Am Reading is brought to you by Visit Thomasville. Fall is a wonderful time to see Thomasville, Georgia. If it's time to hit the road for a quick getaway, we are exactly what you're looking for. You can rekindle your spark, explore historical sites, indulge in dining out, shop at amazing independent stores, and finally, relax and unwind. There's no better getaway than Thomasville. Whether you live close by or are just passing through, we hope you'll visit beautiful Thomasville, Georgia. It's worth the trip. Plan your visit at thomasvillega.com. So my cousin Ashley and I last night went to a Thomasville Entertainment Foundation performance of a jazz vocalist and pianist, and we were able to walk from my house to the Center for the Arts where this was being performed. And it was such a wonderful reminder of how special Thomasville is because we get these world-renowned, and I'm not joking about that, these world-class, world-renowned musicians, but I just get to walk to an intimate venue with my cousin and see them. Walkability is one of my favorite things about living in Thomasville. 
But also these events are one of my favorite things about living in Thomasville. And you, if you visit our city, get to participate in these things. So I wanted to give you a heads up that you can visit the Thomasville Entertainment Foundation website. They have another event, I think, coming up in November, and it happens to be on November 7th, which is also the same day as my other favorite Thomasville thing, which is the chicken perlo dinner put on by the Thomasville History Center. Our History Center throws a chicken perlo dinner every election night, so first Tuesday in November. And so now Ashley and I already have our next fall function planned where we're going to go have our chicken perlo and then go see the, I believe, New York Ballet at the Thomasville Municipal Auditorium. So all of that information can be found at thomasvillega.com. But if you're looking for something fun to do this fall, a quick overnight getaway, I think that would be a really fun time to come to town. This week, I'm reading My Roommate is a Vampire by Jenna Levine. (laughs) Mom, what are you reading? I'm finishing up Carrie Winfrey's Faking Christmas. Thank you again to our sponsor, Visit Thomasville. Don't forget to plan your visit at thomasvillega.com. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's podcast episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Cammie Tidwell, Chantal Carl, Kate O'Connell, Kristen May, Linda Lee Drost, Martha, Stacy Lau, Chanta Combs, Stephanie Dean, Ashley Farrell, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson, Susan Eulings. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and helps us reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support. Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.